0: Standing on the bridge over the Casumnes River, right at the border of Amador County and El Dorado County. There's not much room between me and the cars and the edge of the bridge. When it's quiet here and the cars are gone. With just the sounds of the birds and the water, it's pretty amazing. I actually don't think that I've ever been here before, or if I have, I've certainly never taken the time to stop and look at it. The rivers actually remind me of Colorado a lot. They're wide and rushing and curving through... Gray granite rocks, really big pickup trucks oh it 's all so close, and I guess the thing that comes to my mind more than anything as i 'm standing here is. Like, this is a natural wonder, an amazingly beautiful place here, but I'm literally nestled up against the side of the road, as you could hear when the cars go by, with, like, barely room for me. There are signs here that say, tow away, no parking, private property, no trespassing, Yet it's beautiful, you feel like, oh, there should be walking trails along here, and people should be sitting outside with their their sun umbrellas and children playing in the water, because it's really just, um, be a lovely place on a warm day like today, and the water's just beautiful, probably not something safe to go in, there's so many people lost each year, the rapidly moving water but it's certainly a picturesque place even if you just want to watch this swifts which I think did we decide that they were swifts I can't remember they're kind of rust and blue with little v's in their tails and to watch them they seem to like fly off all in a group together and soar around in a big circle and come back again those were all the little tweeting noises that you heard in the beginning before I am um, <laughs> more cars came and I really would love to just stand there and watch the birds but even I have um, already risked my life enough on this bridge and I'm back in the car already and I'm in a really prime location that if somebody wanted to go, you know, even a foot off of the road into the side of the mountain, I would be uh, squished pretty quickly and easily. So um, I am going to move. I feel like I've, I've risked myself enough for this, for this moment, but I um, wanted to capture the river and the birds. I decided to go out for a drive today. I am feeling ambivalent, just wanting to get out of the house, but not really feeling like there's anywhere near enough for me to feel like I'm going to get away that I haven't already been to before. I've decided to, um, I'm going to try this. I have a scarf around my neck and I'm going to try to see if I can hold the phone here while I drive if it's not too awkward. I guess later we'll test the sound quality because at this moment, I really don't know. But um, I had looked at the maps quite extensively a few days ago trying to find a close place to go to um, and had thought about going up Highway 88. Um, Kirkwood is up there, and I have been up that way, but It's been a long time, so maybe that would be a good place to go that's close. I'm gonna go up in elevation, but it's, um, I'm, I'm nervous about my tires on my car. So I'm gonna back out right now and get myself out of here and back onto the road. A little sketchy. But sometimes that's what you have to do. Actually, I've wanted to stop quite a few times on this little um, excursion. I've only been driving about 20 minutes. But there's so few places to stop. There was a beautiful field of yellow flowers. I actually see them quite a bit all over that I think might be St. John's Wort. But I have a lot of conflicting messages over what St. John's Wort might be. Um, When I was in Placerville on my hillside, I had a plant that after quite a bit of research I came to believe was St. John's Wort and the leaves were about as big as my thumb, a kind of broad leaf. The plant grew along the ground and kind of um, almost like vinca kind of vined itself back into a new plant. So I was pretty sure that that was what I had, but this, um, just a few weeks ago, I started looking again because I know that St. John's Wort can be very helpful, um, with depression. And of course I like to find the things that I like to use out in the wild. So I thought I'm going to just kind of go around even to like, I see it a lot in like shopping centers and. It's a very um, hardy landscape plant, so I see that it's just really easy to find. So I picked some and and brought it home, but one of the things that I read somewhere was that the St. John's wort, when you squeeze it between your fingers, it stains your fingers like a, a reddish color. Well, I squeezed and squeezed and squeezed those flowers and there was no way I was getting any sort of of reddish between my fingers. So I decided to kind of look at other plants and I knew because the whole reason that it's called St. John's War is because it it had um, flowers around that time. And a couple of the other things that I read was telling me that if I held the leaf up to sunlight, I would see um, spots throughout the leaves. And there was also like spots along the edge of the flower, which is from what they were saying, where the term wart comes from, I guess it means spot. So I decided to look for that um, particular characteristic in a plant while also doing further reading, trying to figure out, well, if I if I think it's St. John's wort and it isn't, like, what is it? And so in the websites that I found where I could identify what I thought was St. John's wort, they were also identifying it as a variety of St. John's wort. So I've been keeping my eye out for yellow flowers everywhere i go and ooh, thank you somebody's <laughs> pulling out in front of me and luckily saw me and slowed down i'm not even driving that fast i'm going maybe 35. i'm gonna take a second from the the st john's War. i'll get back to it in just a second but where i'm driving now is um, La Trobe Road, and I'm aiming towards highway, which I believe is 88, which is another one of those east-west running roads that goes all the way from the valley down in Sacramento on all the way up and actually over the top of uh, the Sierra Ridge, which I have been, as I said, I've been on this road before, but it's, it's been quite a while. Um, and when I was living up in Placerville, I would usually cut across up there, so this is a little bit of a different um, um, angle for me to approach this area at, but it's low-lying rolling hills with my favorite trees, the oak trees. Is this Highway 88? Oop, I might have to stop right here because I just came to a crossroad that... It could be Highway 88, but I, I'm not. I'm not really sure. It looks way too small, but it has a ton of wineries and things along it. So it could be. But this area is just filled with these low rolling hills and endless valleys that really look like something out of. Um, I always think of Ponderosa, which um, that movie Ponderosa. <laughs> was actually filmed up here. So I don't think it's any coincidence that you can see the very similar, the, the dark brown rocks and the oak trees. Uh, there's also, I'm driving along a road right now, so the only trees I can see are actually uh, um, just along the edge of the road. So I'm not sure if they're actually native trees or not. I'm pulling over here for just a second to double-check my map, Um, but as I started looking for the St. John's War and driving through areas like this, I started to notice there is a yellow plant, which was another plant with a yellow flower, which was another thing that I had read was that they are often in fields and along roadsides, and of course Be super careful because the um, roadsides are so sprayed with uh, Herbicide, it's it's just creepy and scary. I mean, there's like nothing grows and you after a while I can even see as I'm driving the difference in the roadside plants you I can tell which ones have been sprayed early in the season and regrew and then we're sprayed again and again have a, like a third type of growth that they have because even as you compare them to what's growing just on the other side of fence lines they're completely different um plants because at some point they've they've sprayed along the road and all the the first growing plants were all killed so when we got another rain come around and And uh, uh, there was a new set of conditions Then a different plant sprouted. So one of the fields I was driving by was just covered with this plant that I um, actually got a chance to pick a few weeks ago that is completely different from the St. John's wort that I had growing um, in my home. And I'm putting air quotes around St. John's wort because I really honestly don't know which plant is which and I did find that if you look at pictures of both of the plants they are nearly identical yet when you look at them as a plant they're completely different the first one which I was describing is this low-lying ground cover that actually grows year-round whereas this other plant that I see growing in the fields is a um like a um, almost like a bouquet sticking straight up out of the ground with an array of flowers all over the top of them, and they're teeny tiny flowers like not about the size of my fingertip. So, the, whereas the other one was probably about the size of my palm, maybe a little bit smaller. So, it's just amazing like that these two plants that are both being called the same thing are living in completely different areas under completely different conditions. You know, one's a a, a perennial or plant that that stays in the ground year after year after year and just continues to bloom, where the other one is obviously an annual because it's it's arid and it's not getting any water and it's got to you know quickly drop its seeds in the ground to get a chance you know for another rainfall. So it's a completely different uh, plant. So I'm really fascinated by that that uh, reality and hopefully at some point we'll be able to talk to somebody who knows the difference between plants and able to kind of help clear up some of those questions for me. So um, I'm going to have to, how do I do this? Okay, please keep recording and I don't know if you're ever loud enough. But I'm going to try to, I like the way that there's a red bar at the top and it's flashing, recording, recording. So that gives me a little bit of assurance that things are actually working. And and I know I'm in a no service area, but I still am delighted by the fact that somehow the GPS always seems to work. So it looks like that highway behind me might have been Highway 16, and I still have Amador City in front of me. And once I go through Amador into Sutter Creek, that's where I'm going to get, right before Jackson, I'm going to get up to the 88. And it's interesting because I see here on my map this um, Buena Vista, which is where I went hiking one day and um when i paid the 3 dollar entrance fee they gave me these beautiful maps i mean they're like the maps that like you know like you couldn't destroy them like they have this like cool like laminate that in a way they almost feel like they're fabric they're really neat maps anyway i liked them so much i put them up on my wall and now i'm almost like tired of looking at the the formation of these um these rivers or lakes in the Buena Vista area. I've been staring at them for far too long and I probably will take them down very soon because I can see the area that was dammed up and it's caused this lateral floodplain behind it and it bothers me. I start thinking, oh my gosh, that's not natural. It doesn't belong there. So I think I'm, I, but I recognize it. I can see it already on my, my, um, my Google Maps here. So I think I'm going to keep going straight Highway 16, I'm gonna keep going um, through Sutter Creek and head up Highway 88. Wow, big old truck coming behind me. I've seen this truck a few times, that one that kind of holds a truck on top of the truck. I wonder if those are logging trucks. It seems like they're able to take whatever cargo they have Load the back of their truck onto the front of the truck and re-go again. All right, so my little bit sketchy. See if I can hold the microphone on. I'm checking behind me. Nobody's here. I'm to have to go up off the curb a little bit. I'm literally out here by, you know, it's like if this is green, and it was green a few months ago, um, it's so picturesque, these beautiful farmhouses and horse ranches and um, even the fencing is is really pretty even though it's you know posts and um, I wasn't say chicken wire it's not chicken wire barbed wire. I can also hear a rattling chair behind me which is going to drive me batty really quick but I'm moving down the road again and do not have the chance to um, move it. So if all of this, like, see off to my left, oh, there's two little donkeys out in the field. It looks like it should be a lot more picturesque than it actually is. Like, right now, this time of year, um, even with the late rains, Everything is just a very dry and very yellow and very few people have over long term been able to kind of sustain any sort of even homestead, the, you know, ability to get water out here while also making enough money to somehow, you know, maintain the land, it just it's just not feasible. I think many people even kind of move out here during like retirement years and things like that thinking, okay, this is great. I'm going to have all this land and retire on, but the ability to maintain it is like next to impossible because you have to constantly hire people out to do all the, the tedious manual labor of it all. And there's just not enough people around here to be able to do it. So, difficult place to maintain. And then again, they look like, I think the only way that I can describe them is like, um, sorry, dropped you there, is like pop-up farms that, again, go through just series and series of owners. Okay, so, we are on Latrobe Road. And trying to, I was trying to fix the chair was as I stopped, uh, there was a a line at the um, stop sign there before we had to turn. So I tried to move the chair and it actually worked, but I did drop the phone. That's what that thudding noise was. So I've turned now. um, I don't believe this is highway 88. It looked like the way that the map looked was there was a little intersection of road that's going to connect me over to Highway 88 um, that's going to take me up up the hill. Um, first I'm going to have to go towards Jackson. But there's, there's times like this where I think I can see the views around here that if I can get at a certain angle, I can, you know, I feel like, oh, I could see the apartment complex over in El Dorado Hills or, you know, maybe I could see, um, Yosemite down, down there. And right off here to my left is like this stunning, completely round top circular hill just rising out of the ground, even though it's more likely that it's been worn worn away out of everything moving around it. But I remember seeing places like this in Wyoming and going like, oh my gosh, look at how amazing those those formations are. And it is extremely grandiose and and, uh, majestic and beautiful and there's a part of me that doesn't understand, like, why don't these places have people standing out here, you know, see, I guess in the world that I lived in, like, every single place like that would be a tourist attraction, like, there would be a parking lot, and there would be a food vendor, and there would be a docent, somebody telling about the, the geography, and the history, and you know, all of those, the, the plants and the birds, like how all of that would work. That's how I would do it. If I had the world to be like I wanted, I would do it that way. Okay, so I'm going to make a right turn here, just trusting my memory. Um, I think if I keep going up straight, I'd probably end in Pollock Pines. Um, but I'm not really sure 124 it says west but this is not west this is south even though I don't have a compass I have a built-in one I'm going towards Ione Galt and Stockton hmm I might have to stop and look at my map again fairly soon I really don't want to miss highway 88 and to be honest that could have been 88 that I was on um I don't want to go too far here so even though it's a nice wide stoppage I'm actually going too fast and there's a car behind me and there's a curve in the road all right I think we can pull over right here trying not to sketch anybody else out so I have come to a stop I don't think I wanted to go towards Ione so let's uh, check the map again. And I was wrong. I do want to go towards I am. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. wait. Mm. No, this is one twenty four. Does one twenty four? Oh wow! Okay, let me get my bearings a little bit. If I keep going, so it actually looks like I pulled off onto a a um. Want to say it's almost like a minor road. If I keep going through Ion, I will eventually reach the 88. But it seems like it would have made more sense to stay on, I was right, that was 49 and take 49 up to 88. And what is that lake up there? Up to Wallace? Isn't that funny? Like, these places are all within a, a day's drive no not even a day it's like an hour's drive from my house but I still can't quite um it's amazing how much that there is and how endlessly there's there's new things to discover but um I don't want to go towards Rancho Marietta um I'm not saying that I'm lost. But I don't think that I'm going the right way to get to 88. And if I did, am I actually going the opposite direction? I think Ion is south and I want to go north. I want to go up. I'm going to go up to Volcano, Pioneer. Hmm. right, we're going to give this a, uh, a turnaround. Yeah, I think what I, this, um, side road that, like I said, it seems to be going in a, a, um, you know, back towards, or back down, and I want to go up, and the road that I turned on, I thought kind of went up to Pollock, but it um, looks like I still need to be on it for a second before I can grab the eighty-eight. So, going back now um, in a northerly direction, I'm expecting that maybe I can see views of Sacramento from here, Auburn, that sort of way, but it looks like there might still be too many hills rolling around here, and again, it's just these endless layers of yellow hills with um, green oak trees just all over it. So this is Sacramento, Plymouth, and Placerville. Sorry, Sacramento was the other direction, but Sutter Creek, Plymouth, Sutter Creek, and Jackson, Placerville, okay. To go towards Jackson, and literally drove like less than half of a mile, and it's um, I'm now going towards Drytown, Jackson, and Sonora. I still don't know if I went went far enough to. Um, Catch whatever it was. It's interesting how, um, you know, being able to have a paper map, I find it much easier to find my way than the digital map because I seem to have a harder time getting it to where I perceive north is. So It seems to not be like the way that I would always orient myself with a map is I would find north I would turn the map northward and then I would get directions for my bearings so I knew okay well this road I'm traveling on is going this way and it's going to end up here and if I turn left it's going to go there but with a digital map I just cannot seem to get that that bearing and it seems like when I think something's to the right, it's actually to the left. And when I think something's to the south, it's actually to the north. And, you know, I've tried turning my phone a million different ways and trying to get it to orient in the way that I would expect a a paper map to. And to be honest, I just can't get it. Now, this is a little town called Dry Town. Been here before. It's literally a curve in the road. There's an antique shop. And again like all these places I think they look so picturesque but after living you know so much time in a picturesque town and having it be so devastatingly difficult and extremely unromantic I, I find it very hard to have any um you know, I just look at it and I go, there's a lot of people struggling here. Like, that's what I see. Like everybody's trying to build this image of romanticism to try to, uh, attract tourism and customers, which is absolutely what it takes. But it's, um, you know, I know the reality of it is a lot of really hard work and, very little sustainability, and if anybody runs into any sort of wrinkle, like, you know, getting sick, or your car breaking down, or, you know, anything minor like that, that's it, it's over, like, you don't have, there's nothing to sustain you through any difficulties, and it's over, and I just... Like how do I talk myself into going back into a a world like that? It's it's just it's disheartening and and frustrating. Now, I just have to say I'm. Um, um, there's a car in front of me that is an older car, kind of a little like red sports car. It looks like it m- might be from like the 80s or 90s, and I perceive that this person might be a a fellow traveler, you know, (laughs) somebody who just kind of has their little sports car that, you know, they haven't seen, like, it's not super flash, but it's definitely old and it's maintained enough that it, you know, it's drivable and it looks good, it's not, like, trashed, but neither is it, like, completely souped up, like, this person is obsessed about the looks of their car, Um, so... I suspect it might be a, a fellow traveler out, out, for the day, but I never know, which is one of the things about the traveling in the car is that you rarely, if ever get to meet people because unlike, you know, motorcycle gangs where they all kind of go like, Hey, yeah, like, Oh, we know you like you're another motorcycle person. So you're out here traveling like we are, um, people in cars just don't have that ability to recognize people and the majority of the places that I stop are usually like at um, like roadside stops or parks picnic grounds you know maybe uh, by by the edge of a river sometimes I go to like scenic overlooks and things like that And, you know, I'm usually the only one there. Ninety percent of the time I'm the only one there or somebody else is just stopping. It's a big fire in a field here. Again, it's still just these um, yellow rolling hills. But there's very obviously a fire here uh, probably within the last day or two. But it didn't get very far. It was all um, very confined to the road. looked like maybe somebody came out with big tractors and dug a trench around it and was able to stop it pretty close to the road. But it gets quite flammable around here pretty quick. So Sutter and Ione is where we're coming up to next. And there's all these little crisscrossing roads all throughout here that lead you to these other little towns. This this um, bridge that I'm coming up on is all a fairly recent, like, I don't know, within the last five years, is a big bypass, which must have been a bit of a bummer because um, originally you went through Sutter Creek, and um, Sutter Creek is a, one of those cute little touristy towns up here, and, but they put this bridge in and completely bypasses it now, and people like me who aren't paying attention, um, just trying to, you know, drive safe on the road. I'm not, um, reading all the, the little signs I had. I, I probably would have stopped or at least like to drive through Sutter. It's a, it's a neat little, um, it's a neat little town. In fact, I think that, um, and I kind of would like to drive through there to see, but I think that uh, Chef Ramsay did a, um, what do you call it? Like a, um, you know, one of his work where he goes to the motel and redoes it, and, and it was in Sutter Creek. And I was like, oh my gosh, I recognize that downtown area. So I, I kind of want to see that now. I would kind of like want to connect that little dot. Oh no, I just came to a red light. And... Um, my fellow traveler, see, um, made it through the light. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose him. So it says right here. Now we're at an intersection, and it says to the left is Sutter Creek. They have a lot of beautiful signs, like trying to draw people in. Um, one of them has even like little golden balls on the side of it, like you know, it's all flash to try to get tourists to come. But like I said, if you're not paying attention, and I am gonna go straight now. That's be going backwards if i turned there um and that's another another thing that i find happens a lot on the road is that um as you're like driving along that you kind of get like a little kinship with other people on the road you start to recognize people traveling the same way as you and that you kind of you know go through these series of like you know who goes fastest, who goes slower, who you're going to follow, who you're not going to follow. And it becomes a a pattern on the road. And I just kind of had that feeling there of like, oh, I just lost one of my road mates. I kind of like that little red car and like thinking that they were uh, going the same way as me. So we are on Highway 49 and Ridge Road in Sutter. is it Sutter? Sutter Creek Crossroads is called. And if you look off to the right, you can see that familiar area where the, the valley is completely displayed below you. Now, today is a really hazy day and the views are not good at all. But that, um, that drop-off feeling I was talking about the other day, where you can imagine that like the water flowed, and it's like that's the edge of that waterfall, and then the valley down there is like the, the big lake. So like on this ridge right here, it's completely exposed, and even though I'm driving, I can see all the way down into the Central Valley of California, and I'm not really sure what, I wanna th- think that maybe it's, um, I want to say Rockland, but for some reason that didn't sound Whatever's on the south part of Elk Grove. So maybe we're like up above Elk Grove in the mountains. I'm not hundred percent sure. And I'm definitely noticing here as I'm um, getting into um, the, this is called marthell I can definitely tell there are a lot more people than usual out on the road, so we're definitely into our summertime already. So here's a big sign. To the left is Jackson Highway 88, and to the right is Stockton Highway 88. So I did manage to uh, stumble across 88, and because um, Jackson Casino is over here, this part of the road is actually really um, quite um, busy all the time. Um, there's Swingle Meat Company. There's a big cow on the top of the sign. And I love those types of signs. They remind me of um, traveling when I was little. Like, there were so many of those, like, eye-catching um, exciting things to look at. and I, I miss them. So every time I'll see like a totem pole or, or you know, a, a giant person or, um, oh, this just, it just brings me back. I love it. Giant donuts. Remember all those cool things. So there's a vista point here on the right. I'm not going to stop. I've stopped there before and it is very vista-y. But I can tell just by looking over to the left where I should be able to see some of the snowy ridges of the Sierras today, it's just a little bit too hazy. But again, there's a ton of, of, I shouldn't say a ton of traffic, but there's, it's definitely super busy along here, but it's not traffic as in, you know, it's all backed up and, and stop, stopped um, because there's so much and this is all due to the casino. A lot of um, campgrounds around here, um, of course, the hotels, and you see a lot of motorhome types of travelers uh, around here. And you know, this it's like a little um, it's so tacky, like strip area, a strip mall area. So, here on the left, there's a place called a poor man's bronze, aluminum statues, um, big. A junkyard full of um, ironwork that obviously is not made out of iron, but it's kind of cool. But it's, ju- it's just a very, um, it's just like old time strip malls that, you know, during the worst time in architecture um, and because it's really just a pass through, it's got to be really difficult for any of these businesses along here um, to make it, and because people are going to the ranch, they're, they're not going to st- stop anywhere along here. It's not the ranch, the rancheria. So um, I'm looking for the sign that's going to um, continue to take me north. This is an older part of um, a town that does actually have some of the more classic buildings that are a little bit more enticing but I'm I'm again driving around the outside edge of it. I'm not gonna make any stops here. So left is Pine Grove and Lake Tahoe, Indian Grinding Rock. That's kind of where I had originally planned to go yesterday, but I'm gonna go over one more street. I guess another thing that had interested me about going here was um, that I actually found a place that said that there were free um, campgrounds up here, and that that really interested me. So this is kind of pretty, this um, gas station. It's a quick serve, but there's been a a retaining wall built into the hill, which they've now incorporated with a mural and everything. But I've always thought that that, um, that look of those big concrete walls, like like makes it a statement of like, I'm carving out some space here for me that I'm willing to put up like a 25 foot concrete wall. Um, And in some ways it reminds me uh, of England because, you know, they had the same over the years, you know, people needed this space and, you know, you just keep building up and over and in and, you know, carving out whatever little space you can for yourself, which is ironic because we're actually surrounded by a ton of free land, um, but there—why um, that gas station felt the need to take that bit of the of the wall—I I don't know. So we've got the Highway House restaurant and bar. This is a little shopping center that's kind of made like the the faux old western front, which it looks extremely tacky like they went all out of their way and they came so close but it just was a fail because it just looks very hokey and not pretty enough to be fake not interesting enough to make you want to be there um, yeah sometimes architecture just falls a little short they put in all that effort to try to create something but whatever it is that pulls it off um it didn't quite make it. And I love I love when architecture actually pulls it off. Unless when I get... I love that joy of like, you no, know, that's... Like, I've literally seen buildings that I've looked at. And they're like, oh, we're going to redo this building. And I just look at it and go like, okay, good luck. Because that's an ugly building. I don't know what the heck you're going to do with it. And then I'll go back later. And, you know, like they've added some metal. And they've added some angles. And they've added some texture. And you're like hey, wow, that really actually does look interesting. I, I like that building. That's, that's a cool building. Uh, and I know that that's something that, as a human being, I'm completely incapable of pulling off that type of a vision. But I am so impressed when other people are able to. Um, just extremely impressed by beautiful things, even if I am not a creator of them. Mokualimany Hill. I still, I can't believe, okay, there was just a turnoff there. It said something bar three miles. I kind of want to go down that road. Um, I honestly cannot believe that Highway 88 is this far, like to the point where I really feel like maybe I am in the wrong place because I thought that I was going to like the next highway over and it would be really close and it's it's been a while. And again, I keep getting these like shifting views as I dip down into the the valleys and then the oak trees are coming close to the edge, but it's everything is very bright. there's no like no opportunity for cover up or dark and it's just far too dry here the majority of the time for trees to be able to sustain themselves and definitely like not regrow close to the edge of roads or anything like that it's like these oak trees are there and everything else is going to take like you know 20 years to be able to even even grow butte store marker 500 feet we used to have a a book in my car growing up that had all the historical markers. And that was a really uh, neat um, book and stuff like that still interests me, but I don't have it. There you go. There's a great app, a historical markers app that will alert you as you get close to a historical marker so you can turn over. Turnover? That's not quite the right word. So you can pull over and take a look at it. I've missed two that look interesting so far. So now I'm going down into a um, canyon that uh, that's obviously was carved by machines and not water. On one side of me is a what a little bit further down I'm assuming is a creek, a big, big little landslide. Is that a thing? Um, There's a creek off to one side, and then on the left are these big brown rocks that have had to be um, carved through to get uh, this road through. It reminds me very much of um, San Luis Obispo area. Um, When you're coming in from, no, it's not San Luis Obispo, is it? Like When you're coming in from the ocean, like your Highway 1, and then you turn inland, Pea Soup Anderson's and all that place over there. It looks a lot like that. Um, Those same brown rocks are just so familiar. And that is another thing that amazes me a lot. Like, how many similarities there are between Northern California and Southern California. So, Calaveras County Line. I just crossed over another bridge and another, um, Another county. Now, there's a big river down there. Here's one that says River Access. No trailers, no RVs. But I'm going to go here because that river down there almost looks scary. It's raging. And I wonder who accesses the river. And I'm also very curious to figure out where I am. I really thought I would be at Highway 88 by now. And I haven't even reached the Rancheria as far as I know. Wow, that river is crazy raging, crazy. Like, just stay on the road. Don't fall off the road. The, so I'm, I've turned down in this river access area, and it like, it looks level with like the picnic area. Everything down here, Oh it's, it's creepy to be honest with you a little bit creepy the river's super high and um, It looks like a, you look at it, and you're like oh you should be much lower than all of this because it looks way too fast and way too um, Treacherous to be so close to the edge. There's a little bathroom area here I've been dutifully chugging on my water Um, I'm going to get out and take a look at that river that we just crossed over. There's four other vans here. Of course, there's the customary rape van, um, a little Honda, somebody else who's obviously traveling. They've got stuff tied to the top. To the right's the bridge that I just came over, and I kind of did a curl around to down into this area, but I think you can even hear that, can't you? And it's maybe a 100 yards. And I'm going to go down these rocks. Somebody's made a rock stairway. It looks really sketchy. but kind of cute. Super dry extremely hot and one of the cars is just pulling out to leave and I'm like oh now I'm just left with the rape van and another car I always feel more safe when there's a lot going on rather than little but I just wanted to see the rush of this river and take a picture mmm It's very dramatic. I think we went on pause there for a moment. oh what is there red for? hmm That's interesting. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna stop this one and and try re-recording again. Okay, so I did totally miss Highway 88. I um, after I took the picture the recording seemed to get a little weird in a way I wasn't familiar with. Like all of a sudden the recording lines turned red and I wasn't really sure why. I'm fairly new to this iPhone. So I um, It really was it really was a little creepy too, so I did decide to get out of there. I just pull off the road. I'm gonna um, pull back on here, and so I've decided a couple things. Not a couple things, just one. I decided I'm just gonna go forward, even though I missed Highway 88, and I've been <clears throat> I've been this way before when we went camping in Calveras so I don't necessarily want to go to Calveras and I'm already kind of like almost ready just to turn around and go home I'm just put off by the, the drudgery it's the, everything is very familiar here it's not that interesting to look at it's just like this repetitive um, you know, golden hills with the oaks on it then. I have been down here before. It, it makes me wish that I could find um, a place, you know, within all of this that I could just park a car and walk down to these interesting places. But there's just so little of interest. It's either um, commerce, you know, to go into like restaurants or things like that, or um, pull off on the roadside like like I just did. Now, that was really odd and just a little sketchy. Like I, like I jokingly said as I first got out, like, oh, there's, there's your, uh, your rape van. Um, and as I looked at it, I noticed it like it was a uh, van conversion, like a white van conversion. And all along the bottom of it was rusted and I just have to say that, like, that's super, super rare that I ever see anything that's, like, rusted around the bottom. They, they just, you know, the cops hardly let you drive without a taillight, you know, like, if a taillight's out, let alone with a, the bottom of your car rusted, so it made me like begin to like wonder like why is there a rusted van sitting at the bottom of this little pullout area like it's had to sit there for a while like and again I'm familiar with with travelers and you know what people are doing so I might not even be surprised that somebody's traveling around and you know maybe even try to camp out in an area like that for for a couple of days but I can't imagine in any way that 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 area would be kept open enough and it's I mean that van hardly looked like it could have been mobile now but yet at the same time there appeared to be like, on the other side that the van doors were open, and I either, like, saw somebody's legs over there, or there was, um, some shoes sitting on the ground, but a part of me obviously didn't even want to, to look. I don't know. I didn't want to figure it out, and then the green car that was there, which was a Toyota, it also was an older car, and, and just, like, as I as I pulled in there, like they were, they kind of, they moved, they didn't go out of the parking lot. They just moved over a little in the parking lot. And that, again, like it's an odd thing to do. And then, then there was a third car there that looked like it had a bunch of camping equipment on the top of it. And I imagine, you know, like, oh, there's a family or, you know, a couple that's traveling and they've got their camping stuff there. But I didn't see anybody out by the river. Um, maybe they were just using the using the restroom. I, I really don't know. All I know is that it just felt a little weird, and I was kind of happy to get out of there. The, the river itself was very interestingly um, pretty. It has that... Um, it's... What what quality call that? I called it like milky when I was in Alaska, although then I saw some places that were so milky that they were almost white. And this just has like a slight milkiness in it. Like you you can see, it's not clear. There's, um, what I think is, um, oh, what are the stuff that causes the stalagmites and the stalactites? That stuff in the, um, water. So it has like a a opacity to it that's that's very interesting and, and colorful and had I not been um, surrounded by sketchy vans I may have looked for quite a bit longer and I'm on speaking speaking of creeper bands I'm going 65 on a mountain road and there's somebody like, right up behind me. Thank you, get off me, hiney. And that's one of the things I do not like about mountain roads is I'm happy to pull over all the time. But when you cannot find a place to pull over and somebody's right behind you, I just, that makes me um, uncomfortable. Like, it's scary almost. Like, they're they're risking my life and I don't have any way to get away from them except by driving faster which is also risking my life and you know I'm not going to drive faster than I feel comfortable I don't know (laughs) how else to do it like I don't want to go flying off the edge of the road so I wish people like that would would back off when there's obviously no place to stop but there is a place to stop here I'm going to get off but I can't into the, um, Florida Fresh, was what that sign, or that van that was tailgating me, had on it. I have a little feelings of animosity towards them right now, for driving so close and making me fly off the edge of the road, but it, that wasn't too traumatic the gravel looked like it was going to be a little bit more difficult to handle than it was, but it was definitely a big flat open area with plenty of room to slow down. And there's a part of me that's like, I'm going to slow down so much that they're going to have to put on their brakes just so I can make a show of pulling over for them. So I think my, um, Initial decision here for now is to stay on Highway 49 I'm hoping that I come to something interesting before too long because um, One of the reasons why I had such a difficult time talking myself into even going out today was because of this very reason is that this is just really dull scenery there's no interesting things on the way um, I thought maybe going uh, north might be a little bit nicer to get up into the foothills at this point I'm almost like you know what I'm just an hour away from Yosemite I might as well just keep going and go to Yosemite but then the problem with that is, is that it's going to be the same exact scenery in between here and there And then it's also going to be very, very crowded there that I may not even be able to get in. And um, and then I'm going to have to drive back three hours. (sighs) I don't know. I don't want to go back home either, so why not drive three hours, right? I wonder if my parks pass gets me into Yosemite. I doubt it. I'd be shocked if it did. But there's always a chance. Right? Right? stop and get something to eat, but because it's so incredibly boring, and I've already told my story about the sketchy people at that pull-off, I'm going to stop recording. Okay, I thought I'd turn the recorder back on. Ironically, I'm very close to where I, uh, <laughs> where I stopped, even though it's been a couple of hours, oh, I don't know, maybe it hasn't been a couple of hours, it seemed like it, it's been a little mindless, but earlier, as I was driving along, I had mentioned there was a turnout, and I thought, oh, I wanted to go down that turnout, so as I was driving back and found myself on the same road, even though I've been just completely playing it by ear on this way. I um, am now heading down to this, I don't even know what it is. It said South Bar this way, and it's completely sketchy. At least it's paved. I, I haven't shared the story of when I left my friend's house the other night and ended up in 10.30 at night on a uh, three-mile-long dirt road that I didn't even know if it went through. Um <laughs> This road is actually kind of similar, even though it's quote-unquote paved. It's, um, as you can just hear from inside the car, it's very sketchy. And I just drove by some kind of creepy-looking boys sitting in their car. Sorry, boys, just because your car isn't nice. They're probably super sweet. But, you know, you get things in your mind when things are are, um, different or new and once again i've set off on a three mile road lord knows where it's going to end up i'm only assuming it's at the river at the bottom which brings me back to the other turnout that i was at a little bit earlier when i told you about the the rape van that was completely um rusted through so when i was driving back, I saw a sign that said river access, and I completely did not realize that I was on the same road because I was going the other direction and I hadn't gotten to the bridge yet. And it just said river access, so I decided, you know, to make a quick turnout. And it actually looped underneath the bridge and spit me back out right next to the rape van again. Only this time I was on the other side of the van and there were a couple um, travel weary boys, men who were very enthusiastically smiled and gave me a big wave and I gave them the courtesy smile Um, But I was a little bit glad to see that there was also a few other cars in there that hadn't been there before. One was a gentleman who was unpacking um, some fishing equipment out of the car. And as I drove by that beach area that I actually um, had walked down to earlier, I look over and there is a girl a young woman with, uh, probably about a three-year-old, two-year-old. I think it was closer to two sitting at the edge of that river that was creeping me out. That was like moving so fast. I just like, Oh my gosh, I wanted to get out of the car and say like, what the heck are you doing? Actually said, what the heck are you doing in my car? And, um, but she couldn't hear me. And to be honest, I just wanted to, uh, get out of there. I'm not sure why those guys in the van creeped me out so much. Nor am I sure why if I'm so creeped out by things. I am now going down this completely sketchy road which I'm sure is going to land me at a rushing river with uh, very little escape route. Um, If there is a creepy rape van down there. My gosh. Interesting that that this is even paved. So one side is a drop off that looks quite steep. That I'm not gonna ponder too long, like how far it goes down. I'm assuming it's gonna end in that really rushy river. That I'm not too far from. I'll bet I'll end up on the other side of the river from those for those people that are that are scaring me. Um, I noticed it had one of those, um, like pulley things that went across the river when I was there too, like when, sometimes when you need to get across, oh, that's interesting. Up here, I want to say to the left, in front of me to the left, um, I'm still coming down the dirt road, but all of a sudden there's a little bit of a side road going off to the left, and it just had some gates open, like electric, um, a manually, manual electric gate, so, uh, that's really interesting, I was like, did I trigger that, oops, I'm like, gonna lock my door, did I trigger that, or is that just irony that I came by, or is it not even a thing, so, um, I'm gonna stay on the quote unquote proper road, not take that little gated uh, road that just looks graveled. And now there's a sign that says limited visibility next one mile. So I'm assuming I've already gone two miles down this road and I am just on my last one. So one thing I definitely like to do when I'm driving on um, in unfamiliar places, like right now I can't see more than 15 feet in front of me because it's a complete curve mountain on one side, drop off on the other. So I have my window down so I can hear cars. I'm tilting my head now. The road opened up a little bit and I can see the road is curving to my left here now so I can see quite a ways around it. Still a very degraded road although um, there's black asphalt in a lot of the holes here that must have been done very very recently and again it makes me curious why I can't even remember what it what did it say South I don't even remember why I turned down here I had one of those California points of interest sign and it, it I pointed down here so that's I do remember thought I didn't now on my left is a little homestead desolate little gorge here um just kind of like in a dry river yeah there's a river that's um or a small creek and then on the other side is what looks almost like a manufactured home maybe on a little pad a gravel driveway with a barn it's just so just so ugly here it's crazy that somebody would choose to live here now on the right hand side there's another driveway um, which just goes up it's quite hilly here like like ravine ish more than um, hillsides so the road is getting narrow again on my right there's a tree that's half of its roots sticking out of the ground the other half is still in and the tree still clung to the um, <laughs> the rocks there but just barely so the hillside is switched it was on my left earlier now it's on the right and although it's a very very steep drop off again on the uh, the left-hand side at least I can see the bottom I mean I wouldn't feel good to go down there but at least I know that it ends and it's not into a river interesting there was a tree a big oak tree and here's another one that have been trimmed way back like somebody's actually come out here with chainsaws and cut this down for access through here. And again, I've seen possibility of two houses so far on this three mile stretch. It's curious like what? what is this even gonna lead to? Okay, got some more severe potholes here which have been filled with asphalt. One of them is still a big gaping hole which makes me think there's probably water running underneath it somewhere. Now all of a sudden we have cattails on the right side of the road, and, which means that there's water. On the left side of the road, we're now curving to the left, uh, looks like a waterway runs under it. I'm going to go a little quick because it looks like very recently that side of the road um, got washed out. There's a little uh, caution tape across it with some little what do you call those? Little warning signs? You know those things that like road workers use to fold open? Not the cool cones. But again, there's, there's like obviously some interest in this area because we have a historic sign, we have a road, we have repairs, we have work done, and I'm literally maybe going th- three miles an hour with my window open, carefully checking around each curve. I've got more trees just hanging onto the rocks on one side and uh, drop off. I'm going to stop for a second because I can see a little bit both ways. Yeah, there's just nothing here. That same, although it's, um, there's more trees here than a lot of the areas I've been driving around today Um, but still the same variety of oak trees I don't see any other tree oh there's a pine if I look way up on the hill in front of me uh, I see some pine trees I can't believe I haven't gone that last mile yet that's crazy now I'm going to curve around to the left again Doing like some little switchbacks. Little tiny little creek that looks dry on the right. Going under the road again. Which is usual in a curvy backwoods kind of place. Sorry, just gonna keep listening. Just want to make sure we're recording. I hate to go through all of this perilous things without it actually being caught. And another blind curve but there's nobody on this side the trees are starting to be close enough that they're um, there's a narrow gap in the middle um, but this horrible boring stuff that we all know is um, just very repetitive okay now there's um, another road that seems to switch back off of this one to the left. I'm going to just stop and look at it for a second. Private property, no trespassing, obviously a dirt road, very well-worn um, uh, gate. I'm going to have to get some of my words down here. I want to call it a fence. Here's another one. Protected watershed, no trespassing. That's on my left. And I'm continuing to move forward. I still haven't reached the end. Oh, wait a minute. Da-da-da-da. Wow. So um, in front of me is a work truck. And there is a oak tree across the road. So there's just a work truck with a light on the top of it. Let's see if I can get a picture of it. Oh, here. I did bring my other camera today. So, I guess that's it. There's, uh, I'm not going to be going any further, and I'm not going to find out what's at the bottom of this, which is really super disappointing. So, there is the white work truck with a tree in front, and... I might as well just turn around and go back, but how disappointing that we are never, ever gonna know. Somebody seems to be getting out of the truck, but they don't need to come talk to me. We're going backwards over the top of a blind hill. Gotta love that. Pretty sure nobody's going too fast around here though, cause I'm the only car here. Okay, I'm at the top of the hill so I can see it. And I'm gonna go ahead and turn down that last little dirt road that I saw with a tattered fence and I'm going to go back up this hill never knowing what was at the bottom except a no trespassing sign riddled with bullets that's just boring though right I think I need to um, I need to just look at a map when I get home My um, curiosity was not satiated at all, just maybe more aroused, but I'm going to turn this off because I want to use two hands to drive the rest of the way back up.